<laughs> Welcome to episode four of Where Do We Start? Very professional. Thanks very much. I'm really trying to hone in on my um, presenter voice. You're aiming for a CBeebies gig. Yeah, I really want the CBeebies gig. Actually. You'd be good on CBeebies. I think I would be. Although you can't swear. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so this week um, we we just kind of talk everything parenting, really, from struggles and um, stories of baby injury through to <laughs> so bad. baby fashion and, um, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Food. Yeah. It's not massively funny, really. We just have a pretty deep chat. Why would you say that now? I don't know. Like about twenty, okay, about three people of the twenty listeners we have have just turned off. Oh, that's a shame. Here for that. Well, hey. Also, if you do enjoy listening to us, please either subscribe or give us a five star review. No, 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 not either. Do both. Or do both. No, no, no. I'm getting sick of the three stars. There's no ors. There's no ors about this. Do it all, or you're dead to me. Yeah, listen to her. What I said. <laughs> All right. Without further ado. Or oh, do. God, try that <laughs> again. That, you? I'm not going to edit it out, but now pretend that you haven't heard that. Without further ado. <laughs> oh, hey, Mia. Hi, Matt. How are you seeing me? <laughs> oh, my God. What <laughs> 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 <That> just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Ow. So we just popped. I don't even know where that went. Some champagne. I nearly killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally hit the ceiling from the floor. And There's no got, dents. And we've got high ceilings. That was ridiculous. Jesus. But nothing. It, but it's fine. Yeah, it didn't fizz. It just fucking tried to take the head off. So we have some champagne that um, I got for my birthday from. Uh, my best mate and his wife. I'd say it's more from his wife than your best mate, but yeah. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren and Jamie. Thanks, Lauren. Mainly Lauren, probably. Pretty much entirely Lauren, I imagine. Um, it's called Paul Roger, which I I think it's posh, but it sounds hilarious. I still can't believe that like that was... I don't, genuinely don't know the call button. It hit me on the shoulder on the way back down. <laughs> I can't see it. Anyway, well, Who knows? That's how we start. <laughs> Where do we start? Right there. Fuck. So that'd be like the first death on live. Pod- it's not live, but on podcast. If I'd, I'd have died, would you have put it out? Yeah, but I would have done a little like um, memorial eulogy. Nice. What would you have said? Uh, here lay. Yeah, because it's because I'm in front of you still. Here lays Mia Vaughan. Lays. Oh, what should it be? Here lies Mia Vaughan. Lasers are crisp in France. It's walkers, isn't it? Everywhere but here. Here lies Mia Vaughan. Uh, she died the way she lived. Something to do with champagne. That was shit. Well, yeah, I didn't have time to think about it. You wouldn't have had time to think about it if I'd done anyway. <sighs> so this week, <laughs> we want to talk about. Well, yeah, we want to talk about parenting and all the things that come with it. This is kind of spurred on from um, something I put on Instagram <laughs> earlier in the week. Sorry, that was just about. Just remembered the cork again. Yeah. Well, forget about the fucking cork. On. No, it's serious. Okay, we're serious. Yeah, so, and I, I was just writing this post around being like, just being a bit scared and feeling a bit shit as a parent. Like, you never, um, you always blame yourself when your kid gets hurt or you never quite 
believe that you're good enough at parenting in order to raise a child properly to adulthood. I mean, I don't think we are. Well. They're alive. We've got that far. I'd say they're thriving. Okay. No, I would too. It's funny you say that, like, you always blame yourself when your kids get hurt. In the time we've known each other, the three worst incidents between both kids... Have been us. Have been our fault. <laughs> the first two with Ava were 100% your fault. Yeah. You want to talk them through it? Uh, what happened when we got to Disneyland? Got back to the hotel room? Well, we got to Disneyland, yeah. We, we got there, we went on some rides, had a great day. It was just, it was lovely, really lovely holiday, actually. So, anyway... And then what happened when we got back to the hotel room? We... Just went to bed. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I <clears throat> lifted Ayla, Ayla. I lifted Ava into the ceiling fan. Off of your shoulders, face first. Yeah, so I had her on my shoulders because we'd carry. I'd carried her all the way back from the park to the hotel. You're a hero. I'm a fucking hero. And then I was trying to like just put her down in the room. Just hadn't even realised there's a ceiling fan above me. So I lifted her. Take her off, and then obviously her head went straight into the her face. Went straight into her the face went straight into the ceiling fan. Big old wooden like. You got away with that though. She didn't have a single bruise, and I don't know how. I thought she was going to wake up with two black eyes. I uh, so did. <clears throat> and then the second time you nearly killed her. Well, what were we doing? I had her upside down, <laughs> so her knee, so her face was basically where my butt is. Lucky girl. And her knees and feet were over my shoulders. Yeah. And I was carrying her around. Yeah. And then I decided to sit down and do some work at the table or something. You sat and I think you were looking at an email and she was still hanging over. Oh, yeah, shoulders. I was reading it. She was still hanging there. So you just let go. <laughs> I'd already let go. By this point, I'd let go and I was tapping away at my laptop thinking that she was supporting herself. She was like five. She was about five, yeah. And uh, I, well, she just she just fell. You dropped her. I dropped her. Face first. Face first into the wooden I floor. Thought, I thought her neck was broken. Cheers, anyway. Just okay. going to have a little sip of this champagne. Should we cheers? Oh. That was lovely. Hmm. Lovely. I it's feel like we were just accidentally cheersed to me injuring <laughs> Ava. <laughs> I mean, you did it. I was about to talk about the time I slammed Fox's hand in the door. No, yeah, please do. Twice. Please do. Well, you were building a snowman that turned out to just be a snowcock. Yeah. And I came out to say something to you. God knows what. Probably like, great snowcock. Probably great snowcock. <clears throat> um... <clears throat> Excuse me, and and I shut like I I checked. That was what's so annoying. I checked the door because I was like, Fox has a habit of putting his hands in these. And then I reopened it because I remembered something else I had to say and didn't check a second time. So shut it, but it wasn't shutting. So instead of going, uh, what's in the way? I just proceeded to, to keep pulling the door harder until I realised that there was a screaming child at my feet and his hand was no longer hand shaped. Oh, both his hands, not just his hand. No, it, was it was just one. It was both hands. Oh, fuck. It was literally... No, it was just one. Was it? Yeah, it was only one that had the big dent in it. Oh. But he was fine. And at this point, how old's Fox? Like... Six months. Six months old? Seven months, maybe. Originally. Christ, that was the scariest fucking moment of my life. I fell apart, and I'm really good in, like, emergency situations. Like, someone could come to me with their leg hanging off, and I'd deal with it quite well. But I think because I did it... Couldn't handle it. Yeah. I literally just burst into tears and I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, and that made me stay calm. Yeah. But I was, I went straight to, right, I'm call, I called 999 immediately. Yeah, which I've never done. Because it, 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 was, it looked like his fingers were all broken. Yeah, it looked like I'd broken his entire hand. 
And so, yeah, I was like, right, 999, we need to go. And then whilst I was on the phone to him, because he's like screaming. Yeah. Whilst I was on the phone to 999, he then like calmed down mm-hmm. and then chilled completely, he was fine, and then started moving his hands. And then started hitting me, which was justified to move her. Yeah. And he was fine. So that was that story. So essentially, what is the lesson from, from that? Babies are incredibly malleable. <laughs> you can, yeah. They are harder to break. You can repeatedly slam a baby's fingers in a door. I mean, I don't know if we should be encouraging that. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying. If you're going to do it, you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had to take any of my, any of my, all of my many children, either of the kids to hospital, touch wood. Which I, people are like really shocked by that. Especially with like, you know, over seven. People don't believe... What, in, in a, an emergency capacity? Well, just, I've never had... Yeah, like, people... I don't know, I think maybe I flap less than I should sometimes, but I've never had... Yeah, but that's that's always worked out well for us. Yeah. We're very much... We, we'll sit there and just kind of... We'll give it a minute. Give it a minute. If they're still crying, or, or you know, if, if, the spur, <laughs> if the spurts of blood don't, like, if they recede... Stop, if they stop breathing, aside, stop moving... Yeah. Then it's like, mm. you know, they can be unconscious for at least a day before you need to panic. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Social services. I know you're listening. Um, yeah, well, we've been very lucky. Like they haven't been massively ill ever. No. Well, I only saw my only experience. Well, I still wasn't there, but like my actually my first experience of Fox being like probably ill was last week. Yeah. When he was covered in sick. And puked in your mouth. Puked in my mouth. <laughs> well, but the thing is. If anyone else had puked in my mouth, I would have... Immediately I'd have been livid. Just livid? Livid. But because it's Fox, I'm all right with that. Okay, well, I'm glad you, you're not livid with him. Because... For unintentionally puking in your mouth. No, it's fine. Do it again. You once ate one of his bogeys, remember that? Yep. I picked his nose and I went, babe, eat this, and you just opened your mouth. What was the thing, what did I put his dummy in my mouth? Yeah, that was covered in sick. Well, that was sick as well. <laughs> It just like puked it out of his mouth and I put it on the side and then you, oh, it's gone on the floor and you just picked it up to sterilise it with your own mouth. Yeah, not realising it was covered in sick. milky breast milk vomit. Blah. Mm. So, yeah, I'm kind of used to it then actually. That kind of sums up parenting quite well. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think it does. It does. But what about the time when, because the only real experience you've had with Ava um, in like hospital is when she had her teeth out. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was horrendous. That was horrible. Watching her get under general anaesthetic, well, holding her while she went under general anaesthetic. Yeah. It's just the most horrific thing, because even when they're asleep, if you're, like, carrying them, they're still, you know, there's still a bit of tension there. They're still, they move, don't they? And they still, mm. resistance, almost. But she went under general I only had one sip of champagne. General anaesthetic. And it was literally, like, she just died in my arms. It was horrible. She yeah. just went completely limp and... Like waited. I remember waiting in the like waiting room for you to come out, and then you were just you just looked like I just came out and burst into tears. Yeah. I completely broke down, didn't I? That was really horrible. But that's the thing as well is like nothing prepares you for any of this. No. When you're growing up, all you all you have is the love and care of your parents, so you don't you don't have to worry about it. And then as soon as you become a parent, like I like I find every day of parenting terrifying, just because there's. And not just because they could get injured, but it's like, am I doing a good job generally? 
Do you think about that every day? All the time. I think you're a better parent than me then. But but <laughs> it's, it scares me though because I'm just like I don't even know like what it is. But I'm just like sometimes I'm like I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not cut out for this. Oh, I think that pretty much every day. Yeah, to be fair. But then you know with little things like when we're helping Ava with homework or if Fox is just like being a bit of a dick like am I dis- disciplining him properly should I discipline him more should I just kind of let it go because he's I think we should start whipping him we should start whipping our son either that or we're buying a cage because I don't know what to do with that thing is Fox is <clears throat> fucking feral he's literally the definition of feral yeah or as my mum calls him an asbo an asbo kid yeah <laughs> but he's always so he's the busiest kid in the world <laughs> what did he come in oh he just came running in earlier to throw a block across the room and then sprinted back out again <laughs> yeah to get on with his business whatever the hell he was doing I, I'd love to know what goes through his head when he's doing that because he is so busy and it's so important to him in that moment yeah I don't know so do you if you worry about it every day do you worry more when, it, when like, you've got the kids on your own yeah I think that when I have the kids on my... Well, actually, there's two sides to it. Because one... Because there's also, like, sometimes... Because I'm the lesser experienced parent, I'm like, well, Mia's just judging my all my parenting. Oh, yeah. Which you are. I know you are. No, I'm not. So actually, sometimes when I've got the kids on my own, I feel like I can be a bit more just me, my style of parenting. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think that, like, going from being a single mum and doing, like, babyhood on my own... In a lot of ways, that was actually easier mm. because you've not got anybody else to run it by, or you've not got anyone else's like parenting style to compete with. Or it was, yeah, it's weird doing it together. And because you got it in your head, like, well, I am a bit of a stubborn cow. I don't know if you've noticed. No, actually, I haven't. No, I didn't no. think you would have. I, I hide it well, but like sometimes it's like. I will. I will think you're doing it wrong, and it takes a lot for me. I, I in the first, at the start, like especially with like nappy changes and stuff, I'll be sort of hovering like, oh no, don't, no, do it. And it's like that. You still help. do that. You do do. You, you're a bit of a spaz at nappy changes still. I have my own way of doing it. <laughs> but the thing is, is Fox doesn't help because when he's you're changing his nappy, he's just chilled out. No, he's not. I just I distract him. I sing stupid songs and play stupid I games. sing stupid songs. Yeah, but your stupid songs are too stupid. Even Fox doesn't want to hear them anymore. That's not true. Literally He true. loves them. I reckon, give it another month and he will be so bored of hearing Hey Little Sausage Man. No. Yeah. It's such a good song. Is it? Do you burp? Well, it's kind of a throat noise. Matt can't burp. I can't burp. That's a fun fact. <clears throat> yeah. I, there'll be people listening to this who also can't burp. I'm sure there will. And you're all weirdos. That's very rude. I can't remember what you're talking about before burping. No, we're um, talking about like parenting on your own. Yeah. And even just when you go away. Like, yeah, so I think partly because cause, because I'm out and like working all the time, I'm not so used to routine. Mm-hmm. And so while when it's just me, I can kind of do things my way, that's not necessarily the best thing because I'm not necessarily sticking to their like optimum routine uh, yeah you do have a tendency to forget that like they need to eat no I don't well like at meal times you just you're like the snack king yeah I am the snack king mainly because it shuts him up 
Yes, and then he doesn't eat his dinner, and then I have to fucking deal with it. He doesn't eat his dinner most of the time. He just throws it at me, or you, or across the room. He tends to eat really well if it's just me and him. <laughs> really? He prefers lunch, he's more at lunch, but you meant to do that. Breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, dinner like a pauper. Really? Oh, yeah, I suppose. Your metabolism is meant to be best way, yeah. And, um, well, we need to make sure that Fox's peak performance for when he's going to be a uh, international... Ballerina. Mm. If that's what he chooses to do. I was thinking more like rugby player. If that's what you're thinking about his thighs currently. Giant thighs. He has got rugby player thighs. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but you, I, I find it surprising that you doubt yourself so much. Why? Because you don't seem like you've ever worried. Yeah, but that, I just keep it very insular like I do it. everything else. I get on with it. It's all trial and error at the end of the day. Oh, literally, same. Like, because again, like, going from where I was in London, Mm -hmm. doing my own thing, with no responsibilities, essentially, to then moving down to Cornwall and becoming a stepdad. With Ava, it was kind of fine, because you'd done everything. But there's still so much stuff that we're going through with her that we don't know. Well, this is the thing. Like, we're coming into a new phase of Ava's life Mm. where she's starting to create, like, real friendships and she's starting to learn about the world. And And we're going to get the bitching soon. Yeah. We're going to have the, like, bitching school girls. And there's boys coming into the picture. (laughs) Yeah, very, like, uh, very kind of... She did crack me up the other day when she was, like, she's talking about one of the boys at school and she was, like, he's my boyfriend. I'm like, does he know that? She's like, no. And I'm like, they kind of have to know. She's yeah. like, oh, I'll tell him. Like, but. <laughs> yeah. And then you said that you joked about another boy at school and you're like, oh, he told me he likes you. And she's like, did he? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like do, you, do you, like, do you prefer him then? Do you want him to be a boyfriend? She just went, I just want somebody to be my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like such a mood. So many people I know would, would just totally relate to Yeah. But, the, but that, that's the thing. I think that with Ava now, the way she's what you know going into key stage three and everything it's a, it's a big step up, mm-hmm. and so our approach to parenting her I think is going to change. Yeah, definitely. And you know she's going to start to act out a bit more and kind of get those more teenage tendencies. She's already doing that to you a lot. She really pushes All against you now. The time, but we've always had a relationship. Our relationships are not one because even though I've been her father figure for the past nearly four years, like she still knows I'm not dad. Yeah. And she still sees me as kind of like, I don't really know. When she talks to anybody else, though, she calls you her dad. Yeah. Because I think it's just easier with school and stuff. But she doesn't, I think she's just pushing boundaries with you. And also because you're kind of, you're the fun parent. Mm. You're the one that twats around and you both get told off by mummy. Yeah. Endlessly helpful. Thing is, I can put my foot down with her, though, and she will listen with, yeah. if I'm, like, legitimately angry. Yeah. Because you hear her. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's rare that I get that angry. Mm, yeah. I don't actually I get to do it, it first. Yeah, exactly. It's always fun. That annoys me. That's such a... Yeah, because you always say, you always say that I'm the fun parent. Mm. It's true though, because it's like, I guess because you're not here all day, it's quite a typically gendered thing, I think, and it annoys me that it is that way. Because like, I'm the one that's with them more of the time. Mm. And I have to... Because you... I, maybe because I do it, you don't do it. And then because you don't do it, I feel like I have to. But it's actually because I've always done it. Like with the remembering, like, just stupid routine stuff and knowing what 
washing needs cleaning and what's happening at school this week and stuff. Yeah, that I have no, I have no idea. And I think because I've always done it, you, I've never made you have to. It's like a, it's a vicious circle, isn't it, in a way? But yeah, I sometimes feel like I don't get to. Yeah, and I suppose I, fun. I suppose I do kind of expect you to know that all mm-hmm. that stuff. Not intentionally. It's just because oh, that's what Mia deals with. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like with any of like Fox's or midwife health visited stuff. Yeah. When he was younger. Yeah, no. But you also had a business to run. Hmm. I had an Instagram account to run though, and that is really stressful. Oh my god, <laughs> that is crazy. It's annoying though. There is a lot of stuff that like you find yourself falling into of like gender stereotypes of parenting, isn't there? Yeah. Even though, like, desperately don't want to. Fuck me off. I remember Ava a few years ago being like, "Mummy, do you work?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "What do you do? Do you just clean the house?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah right." So annoying. Because I was at uni at the time as well. I was like, is that not enough for you, child? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, they see you leaving the house to go to work. Yeah. And then working in the moments that the fox will allow. Yeah. God, we need to get into nursery. I know. But yeah, you kind of find yourself, because I'm here, I'm doing the housework, and doing the whatnot. It does make me worry sometimes that we're like setting really, as much as we're trying really hard to be like, gender's no issue with what they wear and what they do and who they hang out with and what they like. I do sometimes think, are we just showing them the most 1950s example of life and gender a little bit? I don't think we are because, well, I don't know. I don't think we are. I think we are a little bit. I think there's definitely some elements of it in there. Yeah. But it's going to be, you know, it takes generations for this stuff to shift. Like, we grew up with parents whose parents had been completely in there. Yeah. It's gender split. And honestly, you think we'd be different, actually, because we're both raised by single mums. So you think that we'd be, like, well out of it, but you still fall into it, don't you? It's like... I guess it's just ingrained in you. And you're so... You're like... You're like the proper... What? What, what do I do with the washing machine again? What? What's that thing? <laughs> Kinda. I have no idea what the um, so when you open the like tray, there's one bit that the fabric softener goes in. Yeah. What's the other bit for? That's if you use like liquid or like go straight. We we use the ones that go in like the little cup go in the machine. Um, or like remember washing powder. Yeah. When that's the thing. Yeah. That. that goes in there. Yeah. So one side's for the. the and it's the side that has the for the for laundry laundry. What's it called? Fabric right, softener. On the right. You and it has a little max bit. Yeah. Don't fill that to max, though. Oh. A cap full. I thought you said, I thought you'd do it up to the bit which says max. It's a lot of, no wonder I never have any fabric softener. <laughs> this explains absolutely, not that you ever do the washing, so. When do you reckon you last put a wash on? Not that long ago. There was a time when I washed all of our pants and socks. That was so fucking weird. Well, no, because I was like, we yeah, need... but, yeah, but you just because you didn't have any pants, that doesn't need, mean you need to wash every single <laughs> pair of pants in the house and nothing else. So all we had was pants and loads of odd socks. Yeah, because I was And like... then there was a pile of, like, school uniform and, like, actual clothes, because I only have about five outfits on rotation and they all look identical. Yeah, silver catsuits. 
<laughs> like um the what's in your eye? What's happening? I have chili in my eye. <laughs> Winking at me. <laughs> I'm trying not to be obvious. <laughs> You're really, really failing at that. It's really hurting. You're literally out there winking at me. Oh god. I was cutting chilies earlier and now I have it in my eye. It's not too bad, it could be worse. The eye on his face, just for clarification. Uh, Mia. What? It's very your rude. third eye and your fourth eye. Oh, see your face. <laughs> Can you pour me some more champagne, please? No, you don't deserve any. Fine. Um, this is really nice. Didn't some people have some questions? Uh, yeah, we got a few. Some of them are a bit more like actually wanting advice, um, which <laughs> I don't know if we're very qualified for. But we can try. Somebody asked about fussy eating and when kids go through a really fussy phase. Mm. Um, you haven't experienced that yet. Well, I think not really. Although I've noticed now that Fox is getting very beige. Yeah, but that's just because you keep giving him snacks. No, but he like if we if he's got dinner on his. He'll go for potato. He'll just have, yeah, potato, 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 potato. Yeah. What was that? Oh, your shoes. That was your stomach. Yeah. Ava went through a really fussy phase and she was probably two. Like, proper, I was like breaking down in tears over it, kind of craziness. All she'd eat was Weetabix and baked beans. Not together. Wow, that would be an interesting meal. Might work. I don't think it would. If it'd be a good like, I'm going on an Arctic expedition. I need to like fill myself up for the day. But how how would you do it? Would you have a bowl of baked beans and put the wheat bix in and then mush it in? Yeah, like crush it in. I reckon you won't want milk in there, would you? No, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be horrendous. I don't want milk in anything. Um, I just got really really strict. Like meal times is probably my strictest parenting time isn't it I'd say like manners at the table eating what's in front of you I don't really take any prisons that Fox is a bit too young to start actually getting any discipline in there yet but for when he's about two yeah. he will learn but yeah I just there was no snacks if she didn't eat one meal she had nothing else until the next and after a few days they're gonna eat and they're hungry I never did the whole offering us something else like no screw that yeah, and then it, it, that becomes an expectation very easily. And I know some kids, like a friend of ours in Penrith, her daughter did literally just wouldn't eat anything, and apart from certain stuff, to the point where she was like having to go to the doctors because she wasn't eating. Mm. Um, but that's quite a rare thing. I think we worry too much, and we feed them too much as well. I think sometimes, like they've got such tiny stomachs, we expect a lot more of kids, and we want them to eat everything. Our main rule with Ava is she has to try it yeah. doesn't she yeah. and if she really doesn't like something you you know if a kid really doesn't like it or if they're just being a bit of a dick and that's fine but as long as they've tried it mm. I think that's the key so have a few things on a plate don't like one pot meals are never good for fussy kids because we'll mix together like keep things separate Yeah, but you, I think also a bigger a wider point here is you have to be aware of how you act at the table and how you are around certain foods <clears throat> so if you're offered something and you don't like it and then you you, you say, oh, I don't, I don't like that actually and your kid's there, their kid's are going to go, oh, I don't know, it's fine for me to say that. Yeah, especially if you're being like overdramatic about it, like that how you are with mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. You don't do it around the kids. No. But, no, if, someone, but if someone put a mushroom on your plate and you're with adults, you'd be like, ugh, it's fucking slug, like a fucking slug. Like yeah, pick it up and throw it in their face. And that's where Fox gets it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but no, around the kids, I'd never do that. I'll... Probably, um, to eat it. yeah, or like subtly just 
get rid of it somehow. Throw it at the person who served it. Throw it at the person who served it. Hey, Ava, look over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Fancy eating is a hard one. Um, Just try and make sure there's something new on their plate every night, I reckon. And keep trying it. They do reckon that it can take, I think, if you try something like five times, is it? Your taste buds can get used to it, even if you didn't like it. They just keep shoveling that kale down their throats. Well, that would not work with me with, like, fennel, for example. I don't know. No. Ava loves kale and spinach. Kale and spinach are great. She's such a weirdo. Yeah. She's not, like, a normal kid with eating, so I'm probably not the person to actually... Yeah, we're really lucky. We don't... There's no... In the grand scheme of things, we haven't really experienced any fussy eating from our children. No, she will eat most things. And even if she thinks she won't like it, once she tries it, she does. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that was just one thing. So sorry, that was a terrible answer. I did warn you. Oh, this is quite a good one. How does the parent you are compare to the parent you thought you'd be? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one. For me, fuck. See, because my whole life, my my only ambition, my like my main ambition in life has been to be a parent. But due to all the, my circumstances growing up, I was like, if there's one thing I'm going to do well in life. I'm going to be a good fucking dad. And, I, but also, I don't really have, I didn't, the, the, my problem with that is I didn't grow up with a father figure particularly. So I don't really, I never really learned how to be a good dad apart from seeing my friends with their dads. Mm. And so I'd always try and like kind of emulate that. But now, I'm not the kind of dad I thought I'd be in a million years. I thought I'd be, first of all, you think you're going to be older. Yeah. For some reason I thought I'd be like in a fleece and I'd be a bit older and... If you ever come home in a fleece, <laughs> I'm changing the locks. I'd have some like, I don't know, I don't know why I said a fleece. A fleece and a gilet. Get or out. a gilet. Uh, worst fashion, like, can we just talk about gilets for a split second? Go on then. What is the point? To keep your core warm. But why, why is it winter on your fucking body and summer on your arms? Because it's important but to they- keep... It looks like you're about. It looks like you're preparing to go. There's going to be. There's going to be a split here. There's going to be some people that's who fucking fine. love a gilet. Gilets are the worst thing that's ever happened to this entire world, bar none. <laughs> gilets are worse than Hitler. There, I said it. All right. Let me put it this way: When you see little dogs in jackets, they don't have sleeves. But dogs a... don't have arms. They have four of them. <laughs> when you... Are you saying that dogs have four arms, not four legs? Well, they could be both. Dogs run around with four arms. Yeah. Matt Reed, 2018. A horse, when it has a coat on, has it got arms? I mean, that's a blanket, it's not a coat. It's just a blanket with a belt. Basically. Passion. And also, they're horses and dogs. We're talking about, like, adults who are willingly dressing like a horse or a dog. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well. If it's good enough for a horse or a dog, it's good enough for us. Hey. Also, it makes me sound like I'm fighting the corner for the gilet. I don't particularly care for gilets. Not that I have much against them. I really do. I once had a Jack Wills gilet. I know, you sent me a picture of you wearing it when you were throwing out your stuff at your mum's house. Yeah, that's an embarrassment. And I vomited in my mouth. Gilets, Crocs and Ugg boots. Mm. They're my three most hated things. Anyway, back to... (laughs) Tick. (laughs) What you expected you'd be like to tear. Yeah, so, first of all... Well, I don't even feel like I'm an adult. Now. I don't feel like you are either. I'm 30 in 10 months or something like that. 11. 30 in 11 months. It's 12 months in a year. <sighs> I can't count. Whatever. But 
in no way do I feel like I'm actually a real life. I don't feel like I'm old enough to be a parent. <laughs> but then again, most parents don't feel like they're. But old I think that's parents. because so that's head, a, a mental thing. Yeah, I think it's because in your head, your parents were like grown ups. Yeah, and parents are grown ups. But do you think Ava thinks we're grown ups? Yeah, of course she does. I mean, she's, she's got idiot. a very skewed view of what grown ups must be like with us around. But yeah. I mean, I was fucking twenty when I had her. Mm. You don't feel old enough now. Yeah, right. Like, that's a good point. But I think like a lot of people talk about how you know these memes go around, and there's all this stuff like um, I was a much better parent when I was doing it all in my head before I had kids and all this sort of stuff. I never thought I'd be a parent whose kid would have a meltdown in the supermarket. I used to judge them, blah blah blah. I don't. I don't really think I expected much of myself as a parent when I got pregnant. I, I mean, I've been around a lot of younger kids. Sorry, I'm really gassing. <laughs> Keep burping. Stinks in it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, you're sat directly opposite me as well. I'm just breathing burp at you. Um, yeah, I had, I guess, really low expectations for how to be as a parent. Um, but I had spent a lot of time around children. I had spent, I haven't changed a nappy since I was like eight. Well, you had that job as a clown as well, didn't you? You did kids' parties. Don't look at me like that. Just tell the story. I live with this. Mia's magical moments, she called it. Just... Slightly weird, because it was a clown job. Just... What was your catchphrase? What was my catchphrase? No, you do it. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't have a catchphrase, because I wasn't a clown. Fine. You finished? Boring. You finished? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay. I know who the clown is around here. (laughs) Sick burn! I don't know what I'm saying now, you (laughs) piece of shit! (laughs) <laughs> no, oh. you had no expectations of what you are going to be no, like No, I'm saying that I'd spent a lot of time around kids, oh, yeah. changing <laughs> nappies, I'd like looked after kids a lot. Um, I was always very maternal, and like various jobs I'd had, small town Cornwall, family run places, you'd also end up like babysitting and stuff. So I, I sort of knew how I acted around kids, and it was kind of the same when one came along. Think. Yeah. I went through a bit of a weird <clears> phase, like when Ava was really little and I was fucking horrendously depressed. I completely changed myself, like image wise, and mm. I thought I had to be something. Like the stereotypical mum. Yeah, I was like literally wearing like floral dresses. I dyed my hair brown and cut it all off. I was wearing like fucking floral dresses. Nothing against floral dresses, but I'm not a floral dress girl. Um, and like big, like brown knitted cardigans and UGG boots. Oh, really? Yeah, they weren't UGG because. Did you have a gilet? No, I didn't. I never, I never stooped as low as a gilet. Mm. I did once have a faux fur waistcoat though. It's fucking terrible. When I was like eighteen, and I thought it was Kate Moss. Good times, um, but yeah, I, I guess that was me thinking you had to be something specific to be a mum. I think because I was so young as well, I was really convinced that everybody was judging me as it was. Mm. And then, yeah, so I felt I couldn't be me. And I think I became a better parent again once I dropped that. When do you, what do you think changed that made you feel like you could be yourself? Um, me and Ava's dad breaking up was probably the catalyst for it because I had to find my way and sort myself out. Um, yeah, like moving back home where my mates were. And so the baby's having a flail. 
Um, I don't know, really. I think also getting mentally well again because I was in such a fucking yeah pit of despair. And I think just realising that you can't be someone you're not. It doesn't work. No matter how hard you try, no matter what wardrobe you buy yourself and who you start hanging out with and start drinking tea and eating cake instead of drinking wine and smoking fags. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, yeah, I do it. I'm, I do it how I do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't really, really think about how I am as a parent, I suppose. I just get on with it. But I think not many people do. Like, there's all these, like, sort of titles of different types of parenting. There's, like, attachment parenting, and there's the co-sleepers, and the breastfeeders, and the bottle feeders, and blah, blah, blah. All that's bullshit. Like, no one is actually judging each other based on that. The only reason we even think about any of that is because of rags like the Daily Mail who just pit women against each other at every fucking mm. opportunity and pit mothers against each other. This morning I read bad for that as well, actually. <clears throat> it pisses me off. Yeah, because I think as well, actually, that's the thing about being a dad is that it doesn't really matter how well you do or, or what, what it is you do. As long as you're having a go, you're, oh God. you're patted on the back. Oh, my God, it drives me mad. Like, you would literally get commended, like, a fucking standing ovation if you took Fox off for a nappy change. Yeah. And whereas... I wear my little nappy changing crown. Whereas mums, you can do everything right and still get criticised. Yeah. Quite annoying. Must be annoying for you as well, though. Do you not just feel, I find it really fucking patronising when people are like, oh, are you babysitting tonight? Yeah, that annoys me. Babysitting? No, I'm looking after my child. Yeah. I never get asked when babysitting. Or I bet you've never been asked, oh, who's got kids tonight if you're out? No. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe. Probably I doubt not. doubt it. But then, then there's also the thing about, like, <laughs> when I was in um, a restaurant with my parents the other day and went to change Fox, and I was like, where's the baby changing facilities? And they were like, mm. oh, in the ladies. Yeah, fucks me And they were like, oh, you can go in the ladies. And I was like, I don't really want to go in the ladies. Like, it just feels a bit awkward. It's a lot nicer than the men. <clears> I'll tell you that for nothing. You haven't been in the men's. It's a universal truth. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, that does annoy me. I thought that had like died out, like I think Jack and Sarah, that film of Richard E. Grant, when his wife dies in childbirth and he has to raise his baby. Have you never seen it? No. Oh my god, it's so good. Really? But um in that I think he goes into like Marks and Spencer's and has to go into the ladies and just walks in there. He's also carrying his baby in a brown paper bag with a sock on her head as a hat. <laughs> it's the best film ever. It's like from the nineties film. Really? It's a really good film. Okay. But yeah, I thought like after that sort of well, it died out. Because normally they put him in a disabled toilet now as well, which can add yeah, other uh, awkwardness. Oh like, yeah. The other day at the fucking service, service station. station. And there was like four people in wheelchairs queuing. It's like Fox was literally shit. He'd already shat onto my jumper. Ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's nothing in the men's. It's yeah. weird we have them in the ladies. There's a space. I don't know. Sexism, the patriarchy, ruining all our lives. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. I think someone should have that as their ringtone. I agree. Um, so, <laughs> Fraz just replied saying, baby fashion. Well, now that <laughs> is a contentious subject. If anyone's ever been to the baby show, it's not even just baby fashion, it's baby everything. And when we went to the baby show and there was the prams there that had like diamante stuff all over them and high chairs covered in like diamonds and all this crazy shit. 
like it's so unnecessary the baby show is the most insane place on earth because it is literally there to trick first time parents into spending tens of thousands of pounds on shit you will never use yeah we literally went because we knew he'd get a deal on a buggy yeah and we did mm. and then we bought another buggy anyway yes <laughs> but there's so much like, I can't I still, I'm still not over the blanket with handles yeah I don't understand why a blanket needs hand- Like, just pick your baby up sorry if the blanket handle inventor is currently listening to this but your product is shit um, no, I think he literally meant fashion, though. It's France. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fox has always been dressed... I can't speak for Ava because I wasn't there, but Fox has always been dressed very well. So but not, not like... But just, like, it's understated. Comfy. It's comfy, but cool. Like, Fox only wears leggings. Yeah. Leggings and T-shirts. Still now, you know, the whole mm-hmm. time he's been alive. A lot of people don't like to buy clothes for my kids. My mum doesn't like it. <laughs> I just have a particular way, and I'm very careful. I don't want to look all gendered. It's not to say that he can't wear blue and stuff with airplanes on it, but it's got to be done in the right way. And just not outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs> just only in the photos that we send to whoever bought the outfit, and mm-hmm. then we burn it. No, we don't. But it's like when he was born, we got bought a lot of fox print stuff. Although a lot of that had been bought before we he'd even been born, because... We're, you were obsessed with foxes forever. Yeah. But, like, I personally don't dress him in foxes now because it just seems too obvious. Yeah. I feel like he's got a lifetime ahead of him of fox-themed gifts. Yeah. And I feel quite bad for that. Can I love you. Huh? I love him. Okay, perfect. Oh, Sam, what have you got for your birthday this year? I'll have that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Put it in my fox box. <laughs> <laughs> just a room. You've just got a shed. Um. I mean, there's... In what world, in what universe, would that ever work? This one. No, and also you still got wine in there. No, look. I'm still not filling it up because you tapped your glass like an arsehole. Okay. No, it's the tapping glass that was the <laughs> issue. All right, I'll do it myself. Okay, fine. <clears throat> he also clicks his fingers at me all the time. It's horrendous. When do I click my fingers Always. at you? you Name do, you one just, time. You literally are just like... Beer, bitch. <laughs> beer, bitch. And then you slip beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come in here and be a bitch. You don't need to click your fingers for me to do that. No. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think baby clothes is a weird one. Cause some people... Oh, fill your glass up, pal. Yeah, well. Carry on. Baby clothes. Some people get really funny about people, like, wanting to dress their kids nice. And they're always like, they're a baby, not an accessory. But they're literally with you all the time. Yeah. They are a direct representation of you. I'm not going to put him in a... Oh, I don't want to say anything because I'm going to offend someone. A gilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to let him wear a gilet unless we're doing fancy dress and he's dressed as Marty McFly. Yeah. And that is my final thought on fashion. No, it's not. Um, well, here's the thing. The gendered baby ship pisses me off. Just give me that. All of Fox's leggings I have to buy in girl sections. Someone thought he was a girl today at the supermarket. Yeah, because he was wearing a leopard print jumper and plain black leggings. Yeah. It's very feminine. It happens a lot. He looks like a boy, though. Well, he is a boy. I know, but like he looks Yeah, he does, yeah. One of the kids at over school the other day was like, why has he got a pink dummy? I was like, because it's a dummy. Yeah. He doesn't care. And Ava, bless her, she literally went, he doesn't care. He just likes any dummy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he does. That's the thing, and also, you know, if, if this is the, the um, 
this is what am I trying to say? No idea. By like, as long as we don't give a shit, as long as we're mm-hmm. not worried about gendering our kids and uh, making sure that Fox is obviously a boy and he's playing with boys' toys. And like you were saying, we had a conversation earlier on today and you were saying about how um, like boys with older sisters will tend to want to play or dress up in the same kind of clothes that they've seen their sister in because they're not, like you were saying about how like sparkly things that generally look more interesting yeah. too. Yeah, it's just boys in general. Like I know at Ava's old nursery, one of the dads complained because in his book there was like pictures of them all dressing up and he was wearing a princess dress and yeah. his dad was like, why is he wearing that for? And they're like, because he wanted to wear it. Yeah. It is more, it's more visually appealing and it feels nicer and, yeah. you know, like the boys fancy dress stuff, it's like, you know, you've got like policemen, firemen and then a shit ton of superheroes. That they don't even know who the superheroes are generally by the age they start playing dress up. And instead, there's all these like pretty, sparkly, massive, fun, like silky feeling dresses. Of course, they're going to want to wear that. It doesn't mean they're going to go up to be a transvestite. Yeah. I don't think that's a word we use anymore. Yeah, not since the Rocky Horror Show. They might want to go up to be, um, yeah, a sweet transvestite from Transylvania. But you never know. That's really good. I really love that show. So much. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. In fact, it's like Ava's age as well. There's a whole other end of it. And like a lot of kids' fashion for her age is like weirdly sexualized. Like I had a PR send me those um, options to send some clothes for the kids as a gift, which is something very generous. But the clothes that were in the girls' options, like, there was two pairs of shoes to choose from, and they both had, like, a one-and-a-half-inch heel on them. I'm not putting my seven-year-old in heels. Like, heels fuck you up. Just ask, like, our parents' generation of women who worked in offices and had to wear heels every day. Mm. It's just so weird. <clears throat> and I think, like, obviously gendering is lessening. Is it... Which shop is it that have got rid of gendered kids' clothes? Is it H&M? No. No, they're quite bad for us. Really? Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, like a, it's a department store. Is it House of Fraser or somewhere like that? Maybe it wasn't House of Fraser. I can't remember. But anyway, somewhere. John Lewis. I think it might be John Lewis. Uh, that rings a bell. Um, they, it all just now says, for girls and boys or for boys and girls. Mm. And like, it's still split. Like, it's not, I remember seeing a comment on it, Lady Daily Mail, being like, um, but how am I supposed to find what I'm looking for? And it's like, just look. Yeah, it's right in front of you. It's like, they're not going to, you know, it's like the dresses are here, the trousers are here, the t-shirts are here, the leggings, like, it's so easy. And I think for kids as well that don't necessarily want to dress normal, it can be quite hard for them to see something they want to wear and then see boys written all over it and then mm. feel like, oh, that's not for me. But Ava's always picked clothes out the boys section more than the girls, like, off on her own back. She'll tend to, like, sometimes she'll go for some hideously glittery sequined shit. And occasionally she's allowed it. But normally it just makes me want to bark because it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone wear it. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I find people are weird. Why are we so obsessed with what genitals children have? I don't know. It's fucked up. Mm. Like from the, before they're born, <clears throat> gender reveal. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, somebody. We'll do one more question. Somebody Closing in on an hour. Oh, have we? Fuck. Oh, well, okay. we're 46 minutes, but by the time we. Okay, 
Um, well, we're, we're doing two more because it's two more good ones. Okay. Um, so your first night out post baby, how did it feel different? Were you guilty? Do you drink less? Did you chat different? I mean, your first night out post baby. <laughs> no. Because mm. you're a man and you don't need to feel guilt about such things. I think I ever felt guilt about it. My first first night out post baby with Ava, I think it was my mum's birthday and she was like a month old. And I did Jaeger bombs and then had to express my boob into the toilet. Not into the Jaeger bomb. Could have done like a slippery nipple with breast milk, couldn't I? A literal <laughs> slippery nipple. <laughs> yeah, that must have been nuts. But you, did, you, did you get smashed really easily? Probably. I mean, you saw me at the wedding after Fox. Yeah. When I, again, had to milk myself. Mm. Just into a hedge. And then our dear, dear friend Coop walked around the corner. To a site he probably never thought he'd see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you're very fidgety tonight. Yeah, I don't know why. I think when you, once you've had a baby, you know, it took us a long time to actually have like a real good night out together. I suppose because mm. you um, always get out on your own. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, bye. <laughs> but like, what was the first proper night you and I had? The wedding. Yeah, but just you and I. Trying to think. Anniversary? Yeah, that was good fun. We didn't get drunk though. Yeah. That's dinner. We haven't really had we haven't had a night just you and I. No. We've had lots of nights where just you and I got wrecked <laughs> at home. Yeah. Well if we go out, we're going out for something and normally there's other people there, so Ooh. we don't really do we should do that. We need to just go out and get shit faced and go dance in a shitty nightclub together. Oh man, that'd be so much fun. Let's go gay clubbing. That'd be fun. Why would we go gay clubbing? Because it's more fun than straight clubbing. It is good fun actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very interesting. Okay, I like this one. Um so things that the kids not kid, have said or done that makes you step back and realise actually we're doing right here. Oh my god, those poor children. <laughs> you think they're terrible. I think one of Ava when she was really small, she must have been about four, I think we I think we knew you when it was Christmas shopping. And we were walking into Truro and there's a homeless guy sat near Starbucks and some woman had like arms full of like so many shopping bags and like there's a shoe shop bag that looked like it had about four shoe boxes in it. And she walked past this homeless guy, she like smacked him around the head with a bag of shoe boxes and didn't even pause, didn't look, didn't stop, didn't give a shit. And Ava literally stopped and was like, That was not very nice and like immediately wanted to go and check if it was okay. And then like insisted we went into Starbucks to buy him like a cup of tea mm. and a sandwich and yeah. stuff. She's very like socially conscious. So socially like she insists on taking stuff to the food bank almost every time yeah, we're yeah. shopping. And yeah, whenever we walk past someone on the street, she's always like, Have you got any change? Mm-hmm. Have you got any change? Yeah. And if I do, always give her like whatever it is and see what you can do. But but Ava makes me proud all the time. Mm. She's such a caring and grown up soul. You're very, she is, yeah. You know, and I think, and that is, it, it, that is totally a testament to the way she's been brought up by you. Um, and, you know, she can be an idiot. She can, like, she can, like, fuck around and, you know, do stupid stuff. But she's a kid. Yeah. You know. She should fa- be fucking around and doing yeah, stupid stuff. But, like, the fact that she got 100% in her, spe- in her spelling sets. That's yeah, crazy. No. You know, in a new school. The way, she, the way she started into the new school was amazing. Yeah. 
Because she really struggled. Like, she's definitely quite an anxious kid. Yeah. She overthinks absolutely everything. I don't know she gets it. But um, she still managed to take everything in her stride, didn't she? Yeah. yeah it's fucking impressive. It is. And that's As great. Fox. Well, Fox is one. He's 14 months old. The, he, I obviously love that kid to pieces. It's because he likes you better than me. No. He has, he treats us very differently. <laughs> He will still refuse to say mummy. He does. He laughs or just goes daddy. If you go, say mummy, he goes daddy. Or he just goes, huh, and yeah. walks away. <laughs> Absolutely, that's all. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's coming on leaps and bounds. Like, he's he's mm. fairly advanced for, where, for his age, yeah. so it seems. Mm-hmm. Do you feel there's a massive difference between step-parenting and parenting your own? Or, sorry, wipe the tape. Mmm... Yeah, I do. Do you feel like you can sort of just, you can have a say a bit more with Fox and sometimes you feel like maybe you shouldn't, maybe not anymore, I think now it's like... I, I see I, I see Ava as my own child. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but I'm also very aware of the fact that she's not. Yeah. And so um, I all, will always take a bit of a backseat with things mm-hmm. and I'll never, um, I don't know, I never, I never put too much on her you know, you know in a really real kind of like um serious sense like I fuck around with her all the time I loved playing with her mm-hmm. but I kind of maybe I I kind of overcompensate with that yeah maybe I don't know I don't where, know. where is the fox like because fox is it, you can feel it like this is inc- instinct right this parental yeah. instinct where I know fox is my blood he is mm-hmm. part he's part of me and so, therefore, it does feel different. But it doesn't mean that I treat them any differently. I guess also, you've... And Fox is still a baby. There's, they're being the age gap there is and stuff. And you, not knowing Ava from when she was that little, you're like... And that's the thing, there's no way to compare no, it. No, you can't. You literally can't. Because I, I, don't, I don't know Ava when she... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even... Vis- I, you know, there's no way for me to imagine what Ava was like. She's so, rad. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure she was. And... And and the, there are things that Fox does now that I can imagine Ava did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they are actually quite similar. And so... Some ways. And so, yeah, it's very different step-parenting and parenting. And, you know, even if you're just a step-parent and you haven't got your own kid, um, then it's... It's it's, a, yeah, it's kind of a different beast because you are just a step-parent. Mm. Uh, I don't mean to, to belittle that. No, no, not really. But it's kind of like, how do, where, how do you toe the line? Like, where do you... How do you make yourself fit into the the kind of the dynamic as a, a responsible? That's the thing I, I kind of struggle with sometimes is is being um, like the responsible like father figure parent. When I'm in the back of my head, I'm going, I'm not that. Yeah, you know, in the movies, it's always like I just want them to be my best friend. You know, he's not they're not my kid, but they're my best friend. Yeah, and it's like, well, I don't want that relationship with Ava. I want her to be my kid. Yeah. And you can't have a successful parent-child relationship where you're just best friends. It doesn't work. No, that comes later. Yeah. Like, you've got to raise them first. Yeah, exactly. Like, me and my mum are best mates now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she was exactly. and so, pal. And as a, as a step-parent, when, you're, when you first meet a child, you want to get them on board. So you've got to do that as, you know, be the friend. But at some point, that's got to change in order for you to be able to move from friend and kind of like... You know, confidant yeah. through to actual parent. parent. 
I was thinking it must be harder to be a stepmom than a stepdad in some ways. It just because you're coming up against a mum rather than just coming up against yeah. not just my stepdad. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure it's not the same in every case. That some families, the dad is obviously the main parent. But I, I just know from my own ways, like I'm instantly defensive and mm. like cautious whenever Ava's dad gets a girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, Christian, it's my baby. Go with my baby. Yeah. Get full mama yeah. there. So like, I can't imagine what it must, it must be so much harder. Yeah. Look, I think we've covered quite a lot. We have. We, we really need to like rein these in a bit and have like a specific. That's pretty good. I don't know. We haven't listened to it. Oh, God. Might be terrible. Well, I think we've had a pretty nice, honest chat about parenting. I think the opening was the highlight of the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I hope you all weren't wearing headphones. Oh, yeah. Christ. It's going to hit you. I'm very, very apologetic if any of you lost your eardrums. Yeah. Heck. Bloody heck. Should we go finish this bottle of champagne? Yes, right, okay. It's been lovely to talk to you, Mia. Sorry, what's my name? Mia? I'm pretty sure you just went Mia. Oh, I didn't, so. You did. Rude. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, let's have a high five. It's going to be horrible to hear. Just do it gently. Not with that hand, because you've got a massive ring on. Alright, gently. You ruined the high five with your stupid <laughs> pal. All right, we're going to go. Okay, bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. So, that was episode four of Where Do We Start? You've got your presenter voice out again. Yeah, because I'm trying to get that gig on CBeebies. We went yeah, but it. you're sounding too, like, Channel 5 News. Oh. You need to be a bit more jolly. Okay, I'll try. Try again now. Anyway. No, no. Oh. So... That was episode four of Where Do We Start? That's so much more CBB. <laughs> you, the job is yours, mate. Yes. Anyway, if you want to follow Mia on her socials, mainly Instagram, you can do that. Mainly Instagram. At? Cigarettes and Calpol. Mm. And if you want to follow Matt, as always, I wouldn't, <laughs> you can do so at? Fox said what? Mm. Um, and, and just once again... If you have enjoyed listening to us, please subscribe and give us a five-star review on whichever um, podcast listening service you're using because it helps us to feel validated. <laughs> it makes me feel good about myself and I need yeah. all the help I can get. Exactly. But anyway, that's it for this week. Unless, Mia, you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, do you reckon... Animals think cars are alive. What the fuck? That's genuinely something I, think I can think of. You're an idiot. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.